Hey Bethel family, thanks for joining us today as we engage Proverbs and Ecclesiastes. We hope this study equips you with wisdom as you engage your community, whatever you find yourself this summer. Hi there again, Mark Wasmiller here, and today we're going to take a look at Ecclesiastes chapter 4. In this chapter, the author raises the subject of oppression. Like the previous chapters of Ecclesiastes, our attention is drawn to something that the author has noted is wrong with the world in which he and we are living. As you have likely heard or read, King Solomon is the presumed author of Ecclesiastes. King Solomon has noticed that there's a lot of oppression in the world, and he is troubled by it. And by bringing it to our attention, I propose that he wants us to be troubled by it as well, and to ponder why it is that there is so much oppression under the sun. I'm reminded of a story I heard several years ago. There was a preacher who was troubled by all of the evil and all of the oppression and all of the economic disparity that he saw. He was troubled by the fact that bad things happen to good people, and all of this perceived wrong wore on his beliefs and was causing him to doubt his faith. He left his church one night after again struggling with these issues and the question that people often raise about if God truly exists. The same kind of question that Satan, our adversary, has been tickling the ears of mankind with since that very first conversation with Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden. Namely, is God really good? Because if he exists, and if he is good, then why is there so much oppression, so much evil in the world? Why are there so many poor in the world? Why is there so much wrong with the world, and yet God seems to turn a deaf ear to the cries of the afflicted and the oppressed, and a blind eye to the hurts all around us? He was walking around and holding a conversation with himself, and with the God he was now doubting about why his faith was crumbling. As he walked, he came upon a homeless person sleeping on the sidewalk using a cardboard box for a blanket. It was cold out. Here, right in front of him, was a prime example of why he was so troubled. He was so troubled that he spoke out loud to the heavens. This, right here, if you are real God, if you are so good, you could, you should do something about the predicament of this homeless person. Provide him with the things that he needs, the basic necessities of life, food, clothing, shelter. And yet, here he lies with cardboard for a blanket and a concrete sidewalk for a mattress. Why don't you do something if you are real and you're so good? And then he heard an audible response in his soul. But I have done something about it. I pointed him out to you. I have no idea if this is a true story, but it's definitely a story about truth. You and I have a bent in our nature toward asking God, why are things a certain way? Instead of asking him, what would you have me do in this situation? King Solomon in Ecclesiastes 4 is pointing out the oppressed to you and me. Like the preacher in my story who was frustrated by God, apparently not doing anything about the homeless man in front of him, only to learn that God had done something in bringing it to his attention. 2 Corinthians 1, 3 and 4 reads, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of all compassion and the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all of our troubles, so that we may be able to comfort those who are in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves receive from God. In other words, God doesn't comfort and bless us primarily so that we can be comfortable, but so that we can share that comfort with others, so that we can be the hands and feet of Jesus to a hurting and oppressed world. 
As Mother Teresa said, if you can't feed a hundred people, start by feeding just one. God's plan in the short term is to use you and me as his means to comfort the oppressed, and also in the long term to inform the world around us that there is lasting eternal comfort for those who look to God for their comfort in his Son, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Those who embrace the gospel are, as Paul tells us in Romans 8.18, assured that for them the sufferings of this present time are not worth comparing with the glory that is to be revealed to us. Part of the answer to the issue of oppression in the world is that we who belong to Christ are to use whatever power, whatever influence, whatever blessings God gives to us to serve and to bless others. This involves being part of the Christian witness in the world against all forms of oppression. It also involves being part of the Christian witness in the world to the gospel, which alone has the power to turn oppressors into servants. But another part of the biblical answer to the issue of oppression is God's promise concerning the future at the return of Christ. This is when the problems of this world will finally be resolved in the complete fulfillment of all of the promises of God. The Bible is constantly pointing us to a future beyond this life. There will, one day, be a world without oppression. There will come a time when all who have trusted in God will be released from all of their suffering, and for all of those who have refused his invitation, his pardon, they will, unfortunately, reap what they have sown. Our purpose in life is to bring glory to our Heavenly Father by sharing his message, his invitation of eternal comfort and eternal life, with those who do not yet know about it or do not yet understand it. The message of the Bible is how we can be saved through faith in Jesus Christ so that one day we might be released from all suffering and oppression. In the meantime, we who belong to Christ are to be part of the solution rather than part of the problem. In the podcast notes, there will be a link to a beautiful recording by Hosanna Music from their Rejoice Africa video of the song, Lord, let us be an instrument of your peace. It is performed by the Johannesburg Boys, Boys Choir, and I am sure that when you listen to it, that it will bless you. In closing, I would like to share with you a prayer penned by Alan Patton, a South African author and outspoken anti-apartheid activist. May it be our prayer as well. O oh Lord, open my eyes that I may see the needs of others. Open my ears that I may hear their cries. Open my heart so that they need not be without succor. Let me not be afraid to defend the weak because of the anger of the strong, nor afraid to defend the poor because of the anger of the rich. Show me where love and hope and faith are needed, and use me to bring them to those places. And so open my eyes and my ears that I may this coming day be able to do some work of peace for thee. Amen. Thanks for joining us today. Listen in tomorrow as we encourage each other with the wisdom of God's Word. If you haven't already subscribed, please do so because we would love to continue to dive into God's Word with you. We would also like the chance to connect further with you. If you go to Bethel.ch, you will find all sorts of ways to serve, worship, and learn together. Finally, please consider sharing this podcast with your friends by word of mouth or in social media. Thanks, family. God bless you. Gracias y que Dios te bendiga.